Toronto. He'll dance, he'll step, he'll shoot, and he hits it at the buzzer. No time left, and the Rockets have won the game. We're here to feel your Rockets news. This is the Rockets Feel Podcast, and I am one of your co-hosts, Lashar Binkley. Of course, you can always find me on Twitter at Binkley Hoops. And you can find my written work at SB Nation or Dream Shake. I actually have an article coming out sometime today about Coach Salas and the three uh, decisions he made last game that were almost as clutch as Shabari Smith's game-winning three-pointer. And, of course, before we get into that and all the greatness that was last night's 114 to 112 win over the New Orleans Pelicans, I want to give my co-host a chance to introduce himself. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Vader. You can find me on Vader underscore H-Town on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, I post mostly Rocket stuff, but also if it's, if it's Houston related, I post it. Houston Astros, Houston Texans. Absolutely. And before we get started, definitely want to give a shout out to the Cougars, even though it was a struggle at times last game. Um, they were able to pull it out. Uh, they'll be playing again today. Um, hopefully we get some good news about their guards, because I know Marcus Sasser is still dealing with the growing injury. And um, Jamal Shedd, they actually coached Sampson, kind of sprung that on everybody at the end of the game that he was dealing with a knee issue. So uh, hopefully they'll be able to have at least one of them back. I don't know about Sasser. We know how them growing injuries are. They're they're hard to deal with um, during the season. So, but definitely shout out to the Cougars as they move on to round two and hopefully on to the Sweet 16. But of course, we're here to talk about the Rockets and we're here to talk about one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Yes, I said the Rockets are one of the hottest teams in the NBA. They have won three straight games for the first time all season uh, after their 114 to 112 victory over the Pelicans. Uh, with four seconds left, the Rockets inballed the ball to Jabari Smith, um, who actually absolutely wanted the ball. A lot of players, like they were talking about post game, don't want the ball in that situation. They wouldn't even have their hands out. They may even turn their back <laughs> to Jay Sean Tate, not even wanted the ball. But Jabari Smith wanted the ball, uh, got the ball at the top of the key, dribbled to his left, pull up jumper with a defender right in his face, and ball game. Even though it's point four seconds left. Uh, that was practically the end of that was practically the game winner. Um, as I said, the Rockets win their third straight game. It was a crazy game. Uh, it was a game of a bunch of runs. It seemed like the Pelicans were again trying to bully the Rockets just like they did last game. I, I don't think a lot of people remember last game. The Pelicans absolutely embarrassed the Rockets. Um, the last time they were in New Orleans, it was actually the first game that Zion Williamson didn't play, and he still hasn't played since. But they absolutely bullied the Rockets last game to a point where Coach Salas got thrown out, something you rarely see. I think the Pelicans were up like 40 points at one point during that game. So I'm, I'm sure Rockets players remember that last game. And uh, Jonas Valanciunas was trying to basically punish Alperin Shangun every chance he got. He's constantly pushing them. And Shangun, I think, finally had enough. And shout out to Shangun, man. He really stepped up, uh, especially in that fourth quarter. He didn't wilt. He didn't um, kind of go to the background when Jonas was constantly pushing him and, and trying to bait him um, into some um, physical altercation. Shangun just stuck to his stuck to his guns and played one of his best uh, fourth quarters of the season. 
Um, he was a huge reason why the Rockets pulled out that victory in the end. But it was a lot of back and forth runs. I even I even tweeted out something when the Pelicans went up double digits. I know a lot of Rockets fans uh, in the back of mind probably thought that the game was over at that point um, because of what we've seen for most of this season. Um, but the Rockets actually fought back, fought back several times. They were down late um, in the game. Uh, they fought back again after an Alper and Shangoon three. Then we had Kevin Porter Jr. rip Brandon Ingram, and he got his three. And then uh, Jalen Green, of course, with the huge, well, we thought a three at the time, but it was a, one of the Kevin Durant toes on the line three-pointers that ended up being a two-pointer. Um, then, of course, they get the rebound, and then we kind of know what happened after that. Jabari Smith hits the biggest shot of his career, and he continues his rise um, up the rookie rankings um, from uh, where people were saying he was a complete bust after one season in the NBA at 19 years old to now people seeing like, oh, this is why he was the consistent number one for most of the offseason going into the draft. Um, so what did you see in this game, Vader, um, from the Rockets down that they only had three-game winning streak? They seem to finally be putting it together. Um, it's kind of similar to last season when they started playing a lot better to end the season. What have you seen from the Rockets recently? Um, kind of all, going all the way back to San Antonio. I know they had some losses in between there in the three-game winning streak, but they've been playing a lot better basketball lately. Man, why why did you do this to me? I'm sitting here listening to you, man. <laughs> I was I was cool, calm, and collected. We was talking about stuff, not even all basketball stuff before we started. Yeah. And now you got me wanting to stand up and do the LeBron, man. Like, started, <laughs> like after you hit that three, to just, ugh. Like, you got me hype again because of the fact that, like, I go into these games recently and I'm like, I do not want these kids to win because I'm, you know, I'm all about the tank right now. You know, we, we yeah. suffered enough. You know, the, the silver lining for for a Houston Rockets fan at this point is uh, the draft. And I want to maximize our, our potential in the draft. But when I, when I watched the game last night and I see how much these guys are putting into what they're put what they're doing and I see the growth on the court and I see these guys executing and I see these guys making big shot after big shot, I cannot help but be excited for them. Yeah, like part of me is still like, man, we need to, we might need to relax a little bit on these wins. Um, <laughs> I do want to beat Golden State though. Like if, if, after we beat Golden State, we can go back to being terrible. Uh, but I want. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. I would like to beat Golden State <laughs> and make them miss the playoffs. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't. I don't know if the Rockets could go back to being terrible though, especially if they okay, beat Golden well, State. Okay, well, if we can't oh, go back man. to being terrible, I need I need uh, Rafael Stone to get on the phone. And I need to. I need uh, somebody to have elbow tendonitis. I need somebody's oh, big toe to be flaring up. I need somebody's <laughs> finger to like be hurting. A rest. Yeah, yeah. We 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 might have to sit some of these guys down. And you know what? That's cool. Like I, I think that's a that's that's fun. That's exciting because if you think back a few years ago, the Phoenix Suns out of nowhere just kind of made this made this yeah. jump, right? And their young guys started to click. And then yeah. there was a free certain free agent by the name of Chris Paul, who <laughs> saw that, and he was like, you know what, I think I can win with these guys. And so, like, yeah. if these, if, if if our young core is getting to the point where we have to rest guys because we think that we are going to potentially win a basketball game, now I'm okay with that. But, like I said, like, to see the, the celebration that they had after the game, to see the celebration yeah. in the locker room, to hear the pep talk that Steven Silas is gave them after the game. And, and let me give Steven Silas some credit because we, we've sat in this podcast and I've sat in some Twitter spaces 
And I've seen comments on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and, and you know, Twitter about how incompetent he is as a coach. Well, he's coached his behind off the last few games. Um, I think his, his rotations have been solid. I think he like last night he called a timeout because like I don't think Jalen Green realized that the sh- that big shot he sh- he shot that moon ball that like that it wasn't a three. He, yep, he, he did. He was, that he was taking it up the court. He yep. realized that wasn't a three. I think he thought the game was tied up and that he was going down there and and he was going for like a win. Uh, whereas like we were down by one point and I don't think a lot of guys realized that he had his tolling line. So like that was a big timeout. That was huge. And so I want to give Stephen Silas some props. Um, but like I was saying, like the, like a lot of people are talking about, we're tanking, we're tanking, we're tanking. I'm going to tell you what, these, these young players on the team are not trying to lose on purpose. Um, no, maybe some things are happening rotation wise and, you know, roster wise that, that are leading losses, but these guys are going out every night and it's, and, and they're putting everything that they have on the court. And that's why like some people were saying earlier in the season that they saw a difference in Jalen Green's demeanor. And he came out and he openly admitted, like, yeah, these losses are taking the toll. And these guys are not trying to lose. So for me to see yeah. how they acted after the game, man, like I, I can't help but be excited um, as a fan of, of the game of basketball and just a fan as, of watching these guys and seeing some growth. Eric Gordon uh, made the now infamous or famous quote, depending on how you look at it. There's no improvement. Well, we can legitimately say there's some improvement now. There has been some improvement. Like, if you say yeah. there's no improvement at this point, I don't think you're watching. And I think he even tweeted. Um, I don't remember his exact words. I don't want to. He said growth. Growth. Okay. Growth. Exclamations, yeah. We're growing. <laughs> like, this thing, we um, – uh, I want you to put the word out that we back up. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out the wire. Reference. Right. Yep. So, um, the game – as far as the game last night, though, like, and I'll be quick so, so I can throw, toss it back to you, but, like, Jabari, Jabari Smith Jr. has been amazing the last few games. And he had a kind of a quiet game compared to some of the other stuff that he's been doing until that, that humongous shot. But um, this was the guy that we thought we were getting. We, this was a guy who was um, um, a, a plug-and-play guy, a guy who you could put in and he yeah. could defend multiple positions and he was going to be a threat from the three and he was going to be uh, have, have an unblockable pull-up in the mid-range game. That's what we've been seeing from him. And so yeah. – um, I got to the point where I was like, okay, we might not see it this year. He's 19. He's going to be 19 for the entire season because his birthday isn't until May. But, like, the fact that he's showing some of this now, uh, like, I'm super excited about it. Jalen Green, another uh, person I want to talk about real quick, his three-pointer was not falling last night. He was he was one for seven. But he, but he shot 10 for 20. So I'm not a mathematician, you know what I mean? <laughs> but on two-point shots. He was he had elite efficiency against guys yeah. with, you know, you, you're out there against Brandon Ingram, you're, long length. Yeah, yeah. you're uh, Irv Jones, you know, guys who are like good defensive players who have Trey Murphy, tremendous yeah. wingspans. And he started relentlessly taking the ball to the basket. And that's one of the things that I wanted to see from him. If your shot's not falling, what do you, what should you do? What's basketball one on one? Get to the basket. And Jalen Green did that last night, and he did that against uh, tough perimeter defenders. And then when he got to the basket, you have a guy like Jonas Valanciunas underneath the basket who is humongous. Dude's a giant. (laughs) Dude is a a giant among men. So, like, he's going in there. He's he's taking all these bumps and physicality, and he's finishing. He's getting to the free throw line. Like, I saw, like, growth in in Jalen Green's game last night. I'm excited about that. 
Uh, my boy Josh Christopher has been hooping the last few games. Kevin Porter Jr. has, like, despite what you may feel about Kevin Porter Jr., he's, he's strung <laughs> together successively uh, several really, really, really good games. He's cut down on oh, his yeah. turnovers. He's shooting the three-pointer well. I mean, yeah, maybe he's not a traditional pure point guard. I don't know what the future holds, but, like, Kevin Porter Jr. has been playing well like, lately. And, and that steal that he got on Brandon Ingram where he ripped him <clears throat> and then he came down and it was just him and Brandon Ingram and he hit that three-point. That was huge. Uh, Sam Cassell. Cassell, Cassell yeah. <laughs> Kevin Porter Jr., like, there were there were some huge plays made last night, and I, I forgot what game it was. Was it the Indiana game that we lost where they kind of blew it at the end? Oh, the uh, overtime game? Yeah, and, and everybody was talking about how they collapsed down the stretch, and, and I specifically remember telling people, okay, well, yeah, it sucked, but you have to experience that in order to grow. Like, you, you have to have yourself in situations where it's a close game in order to know how to, to close out a close game. And we've seen over the last few games against the Lakers and against the Pelicans now where in the, in the Boston Celtics where they've had close games and they've actually closed the deal. And it's been different guys. It's been different plays. It's been offensively. It's been defensively. Shangun shined defensively uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, he was overmatched physically and he did not step down him and him and uh, Big Val went nose to nose a few times. And, you know, they, they were having words, but like he competed. And so that's all I've been looking for from these guys is just the competitive spirit. And I, if you're if you're a real Rockets fan. I don't know how you can be mad about what happened yesterday. That's all. That's all I can say about that. Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to some other players um, that was a big reason why they won the game. I know Jay Sean Tate also sometimes gets oh, some criticism, yeah, yeah. sometimes fairly, because he he does foul a lot. He does sometimes have tunnel vision himself. But he had a really good game yesterday. I think he finished with 12 points, six rebounds, and made five huge assists, only like one turnover. I mean, that actually zero turnovers. I mean, that's huge coming off the bench. Uh, Tari Eason, he, like Coach I was pointing out, he was a dog on defense. He made a lot of huge plays going down the stretch. Um, he had another good game. But uh, another player just kind of keeps just keep having good game after good I know, game. I know who you're going to say. Hold on, let me guess. Let me guess. We have, hey, this, if you're watching this, we have not had this discussion. But nope. K.J. Martin, am I right? Exactly. K.J. Martin. Yep, that's been, exactly what I'm about to say. K.J. Martin has probably, I made the argument, I was arguing with somebody the other day. He's probably been the most consistent player. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. He's been the he's been the most consistent player. He's constantly putting up double digits, sometimes double doubles. Um, you barely hear anything about him except unless he's making like a huge block or some huge dunk. But even other than that, I mean, he's constantly running hard down the floor on fast breaks that open up lanes for other players. He's constantly cutting to the basket, um, giving lanes to people like Shangoon or Kevin Porter Jr. He's constantly doing a lot of the small things that you would expect from a son of an NBA player. There's some stuff that maybe other players don't do consistently. He does it all the time. And to have a player like that is constantly doing good things on the court. I mean, that's a huge deal, even if you don't really talk about it. I mean, of course, we're going to talk a lot about Jabari Smith's huge three that won the game. But, I mean, K.J. Martin just – he never takes plays off. You never really see K.J. Martin just be, like, sitting in the background like, eh, you know, you know, the, the famous thing, like a lot of people like to talk about, especially on Rockets Twitter, bad body language. You rarely see that with K.J. Martin. He's constantly running. He's constantly going for offensive rebounds. So you definitely need players like that on your team. 
Um, you need the players like a KJ Martin, like a Jay Sean Tate, like a Tari Eason, because without them, that Jabari Smith three-pointer never happens because the Rockets probably get blown out because once they brought that second, especially the second unit in their last game, um, they went in there and they started making plays and they got the Rockets back in the game. So you definitely want to talk about those players as well. But like you were saying with Kevin Porter Jr., he's kind of been a steady in hand, steady hand uh, since he's come back from injury. The first game back, he kind of struggled because he was out of rhythm. But since then, I mean, he's been going out there, getting everybody involved, making the big threes. I mean, like you said, we don't know what the future holds. Maybe they bring somebody else in and takes his place. But for at least right now, I mean, I know people don't want to hear it, but he is their best player right now. I want to say one thing. Uh, yeah. I said this in the in the Rockets Twitter spaces after the game last night. Um, we need to normalize not like disliking a player because of a different player. Like we, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like we always trying to pit this player against another player, and they're on the same team. Yep. They're on the Rockets. We're all rooting <laughs> for the same goal at the end of the day. And I, but I see yep. so many fans on social media who. Like if you're a fan of Alperen Shingun, or if you're a fan of Kevin Porter Jr., if you're a fan of Jabari Smith Jr. or Jalen, like whatever it, whatever the case may be, it's almost like yeah. they're always trying to pit, trying to pit that player against another player because they either see that player as a threat uh, to the to that guy's playing time, or they see that player as a threat to where they're where they're going to be, you know, in the pecking order on the team. And I want to say that because yeah. we we've already tried to like, well, not we as far as me and you, but. I just mean we as a fan base, um, we've tried to pit certain guys against each other. Oh, Jalen Green and Jabari Smith have a beef. Oh, uh, Jabari Smith and Alperen Shingun have a beef. Or Kevin Porter Jr. and Alperen Shingun. Like, these are the things that I hear or I see, and I'm just like, it's, it's weird to me because when big events happen on the court, like they did last night and in, the, and in other games, who are the first people to jump up off the bench sometimes? Who are the first person I'm running out on the court and congratulating these guys and giving these guys hugs? It's yeah. the guys that you are saying don't like each other. So like, <laughs> if you've ever played yeah. competitive sports, whether it be Pee Wee League, I don't know where you stopped, junior high, high school, college, you yeah. made it to the pros. You know that at times guys have disagreements on the floor, on the court, on the field. Oh, the yeah. all the time. Whatever, whatever you played, guys, guys get into competitive uh, disagreements. And it's okay because at the end of the day, your brothers, you may have a family member, a brother or sister. Y'all argue. Y'all still love each other at the end of the day. So I just wanted to put that out there. Like as a fan base, we got we have to do better. Uh and, and this goes all the way back to the like Jeremy Lynn, oh, Yao Ming, uh-huh. Tracy McGrady. Like, like I've seen it yes. so many times. And, I'm just, <laughs> and me as a guy who's like I've I've seen several different generations of like um, you know, whatever our core group of, of the team is. And I've seen, like, guys pitting guys against each other. And I just want to say, you know, like, we don't have to do that, guys. Like, we need to chill out. You know, these guys are all working towards a common goal. They all want to win basketball games at the end of the day. And, and that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Yeah, it, it, it kind of goes back to when Kevin Porter Jr. first went out. Um, the first couple of games afterwards, I think Jalen Green kind of started going off. And then here comes the, well, Kevin Porter Jr. is the reason. He was holding them back. He was the reason why they weren't playing well. No, the, the Rockets just weren't a good team. They haven't been a good team. As no one individual player is holding the Rockets back. It's just insane to keep saying that. And me personally, and I, you'll never hear it out of my mouth, I would never put one player against another player just because 
it makes the game unwatchable if you do that. There's just no way you can enjoy watching the game if you're constantly hoping that Aparin Shangun does bad because you like Jabari Smith or you hope Jalen Green does good because you hate uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, if you're sitting there watching games hoping for that, then you're really not a fan. You're just more of a troll. I mean, if you want to be a troll, hey, you know, to each his own. It's a it's a somewhat free country. You can you can do what you want. <laughs> but me 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 personally, I I just enjoy watching good basketball. And if it's Alperin Shangun, I have no problem giving Alperin Shangun credit um, when he plays well, like he did last night. I mean, honestly, to me, that was one of his best games just because of the competition. And because of what he had to deal with, that was one of his best games. He, he was not getting career. a fair whistle last night at all. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, he was getting pushed and 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 held, and he didn't back down. So to me, that was one of his best games, even though the numbers may not say it. But to me, that was one of his best overall games. And I have no problem criticizing any player. So Same. that's why when I say something, you can't sit up and say I'm a hypocrite. So I have no problem. I've criticized Coach Siles in the past on his rotation on some of his game plans, on some of the way he doesn't do adjustments during games when he should. But also, I can give him credit. So when they do do well and I say, hey, look, he's doing a good job, you you can't say, well, you just said this about – no. Because to me, if if you're really being fair, you know that this team hasn't been good for three years running. But when they do play well, then I can give them credit. And that's exactly what we're trying to do here. We give them credit because we're not going to pit one player against another player – and I'm glad that the Rockets won when everybody was playing. Exactly. So nobody could say yeah, there was some nasty. nasty Sh- there was some nasty Shingun agenda going around. It, it, it was like Jabari should be the starting five. And no, I mean it works in certain situations, but in other situations, having Jabari at the five probably is not going to work. It probably wouldn't have worked too well if Jabari Smith was playing five all last game against Jonas Valanciunas. It probably wouldn't have worked It's it's almost like having different players who have different strengths is a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. You have to be able to adjust. And it's fine having Jabari Smith sometimes play the five, and sometimes Shane Goon may not be playing. But at some instances, especially last night, you absolutely – you don't win that game without Shane Goon playing the minutes he played last night. There's just no way. There's no way it would have worked with Jabari playing five the entire game. We we saw what Jabari looked like at the five against uh, Big Val. Like, it it wasn't pretty. Like, right now – It took one or two plays for them to move on from that. Yeah, yeah. It was like (laughs) – like, right now, as a 19-year-old who has not filled out – like he yeah. was, he was food for, he was food. Like, let's yeah. just be honest. Like that was not a good matchup for him. Yeah. And, that's, and that's all we're saying. Like y'all got to relax, man. Yeah. Like not all y'all, like some of y'all know, some of y'all know ball and y'all not just player only fans, but like we just yeah. as a fan base, like uh, I'm just trying to like, not necessarily educate, educate. I'm not trying to be condescending at all. I'm just saying. Like, no, and we're not the, we're not the fan police. Yeah, I'm not, not going to but... tell you how to fan, but at the same time, like, yeah. If you're constantly saying this kid, this particular player is terrible, 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 and you can never find a compliment for that player, maybe you need to self-evaluate. Because even me, yeah, like we can't. I've looked at like Deshaun Nix played horrible basketball for a lot of the year, but when Deshaun Nix started playing good basketball, I was one of the first people to be like, "Hey, hey, y'all, like look at Deshaun Nix. <laughs> Deshaun Nix is playing good right now." And people, you know, some people didn't like that, but um, like, yeah. if you're if you're playing good. I think it's just it's just the right thing to do. Like if you if you're really watching this game and you really care about the outcome and the the growth of the team, like be objective. Try to be objective. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I said, you can fan how you want to fan. I mean, we don't have to agree. I mean, I don't take any of it personally. Some people just, that's just the way they are. They just don't like certain players and that's fine. If you don't like Kevin Porter Jr. Um, and you don't like him for legitimate reasons, then I can understand that. This thing, Kevin Porter Jr. absolutely needs to do better. And he does need to be, if he wants to be the leader, he has to prove it game in and game out because that's just part of being a leader. So I can definitely agree with that. But if you don't like him just because you feel he takes away from Alper and Shangun and, you know, well, Kevin Porter Jr., I've literally heard people say Kevin Porter Jr. and Coach Silas just don't like Alper and Shangun. They don't give him the ball. I mean, Coach Silas wants to win basketball games. I don't think he can care less about I don't like Shangun, so guess what? I'm gonna make sure he doesn't get the basketball. If, right. he, if getting him the basketball, his, his game plan is not to not give Shangun the basketball. Yeah. <laughs> now, now maybe he doesn't always do a good job of getting him in positions to give him the basketball. Okay, I can I can see your point in that. But if you just flat out saying he doesn't like Shangun, so he's purposely in his at, at home drawing up plays <laughs> to say, okay, I'm gonna x out Shangun on this play, and I'm not gonna give him the ball. That's You're just like, hey, that's hey, uh, KPJ, if you see Shangun open, don't pass it to him. <laughs> I like, Those you know, weeks. I'm in, yeah, I'm in the locker room. These players, I'm, I, I don't know them personally. I'm not hanging out with them when they go to wherever they hang out with and know their relationships. But at least from what I see, it's nobody sitting up there cursing each other out and. And you don't walk by the locker room and hear people yelling at each other. And yeah, I don't know everything. I'm not, you know, I'm not an insider. Um, but from at least from what I've seen, for the most part, they they have really good chemistry on the court. You can see it anytime somebody does something good, everybody is happy. It's not just one or two people. Um, and it's not just the game winner last night. Like you said, you see people on the bench. Shangun hits a three. Everybody jumps up. Everybody's happy. Kevin Porter Jr. does something. Everybody's happy. It doesn't matter who it is. And maybe, and maybe, they, maybe, maybe I'm a hater, but like, say, put me on the Houston Rockets and say Alfred Shangun makes a three or KPJ makes a three, and I don't like them, and I'm sitting on the bench. I'm just gonna be like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna be the first person to jump up. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm be like, uh, all right, yeah, man, good for you. That's about it. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna have any. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Be jumping like, up I, and down. I, I just don't <laughs> see. I don't see the hate. Because, like, to me, like, if you really don't like a person, you're not going to celebrate them and their successes because that's just no. human nature. So, like, yeah. I think and, that, and, like, and, and people that made a big deal about Jabari and, and Jalen Green arguing earlier in the season. And then yeah. who, who who was one of the first people to run to, to Jabari after he made, after he made the three yeah. last night? Jalen Green, actually, and I posted this on my Twitter, Jalen Green actually posted um, Jabari on his Instagram. And yeah, they do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, if I don't like you, you know, I'm not going to do that. Even though we're on the same team, I can still yeah. like, you know, I can quietly not like you by like not acknowledging certain things. You know what I mean? I would not yeah. like if we had a legitimate like problem with one another, like Lashard, like I wouldn't be posting your picture. I wouldn't be retweeting stuff that you tweet. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, yeah, I'm exactly. cool with that dude like that. So no, nah, like y'all gotta understand, like when when you're in the heat of the moment and a lot of stuff is going on and it's competitive, like sometimes things are said and like these guys work through it. And like sometimes, sometimes you know, we hear of situations where like guys legitimately hate each other. Um, I don't think we have that on the Rockets right now. I really don't. No, I, I think for the most part they and they. And I and I know people said that Coach Silas earlier he lost the locker room and this player don't like him. This play, look, I mean, from what I see, 
when I'm out there, I mean, these players, they love Coach Salas. They want to win for Coach Salas. Now, does it always translate to wins? No, obviously not. I mean, they have one of the worst records in the league. But at least from their relationship, um, they all love Coach Salas. Maybe sometimes that's not enough, of course, and that's why coaches get fired all the time. But you can't say that, oh, well, he's lost a locker room and they don't respect him. And they, no, I mean, none of that's going on. They just haven't been good enough to win games. And Coach Salas hasn't always done a good enough job getting them prepared to win those games. That's two totally different things than people coming with the just outlandish kind of crazy stuff that Coach Salas is a racist and that's why he doesn't like yeah, <laughs> I, I, have, I have seen this stuff. Yeah. I'm not just saying this stuff. I have literally seen this stuff more than on one occasion. And, and even when I posted um, a couple of games ago, um, when I posted that he, he was complimenting Shangoon, even though they lost the game, he was literally when I was way to compliment because people used to always say all the time, he, uh, he always just picks on Shangoon. He don't pick on anybody else. People still had you know negative comments about that. So at the end of the day, people are going to have their comments. I don't really think it's – for uh, some people, I don't think it's really anything that Coach Salas can do that they will like. I mean, that's just the way it is at this point. So I think he's been, but, I I think say, he's been doing a good job lately. And uh, I want to yeah. give him – that's why I said I want to give him credit. Um, I also want to give credit to Rafael Stone because I think he took some of his security blankets away. Uh, Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando. He kind of helped him help himself. He helped him help himself. (laughs) Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando, like, respectfully, just were not good on this team. Like, I don't know. I haven't kept up with what they're doing, wherever they went, but, like, I don't think Garrison's been picked up at all. I mean, I think Bruno, he's still on Atlanta, but he hasn't been playing. But anyway. And so, like, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I feel like Rafael Stone, like, as a GM, sometimes you gotta like, sometimes you gotta help the coach to help themselves by taking certain guys out of yeah. the equation. And I think that he yeah. kind of did that for Steven Silas because, like, and I've been saying this on this, I've been saying on this podcast from day one. There was no reason, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, that certain guys should have been playing over Josh Christopher. And now we're kind of seeing that yeah. Josh Christopher was pressing when he was coming in the games. He knew that he was playing for a, a spot, and I feel like it was getting in his head. And he was doing yeah. some things that were uncharacteristic of him as a player. But now that he's once again getting like consistent minutes and he knows his role, like you're seeing him produce at a high level. And, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be here next year or the year after, but I, yeah. I do know, like when I watch what I'm watching, that he's better than the two guys that was playing in front of him. And, and yeah. you know, and that's just is what it is. And, um, Shout out to Jacob. You know, I hope that like I, I keep hearing about his legendary work ethic. Tata Washington said that every time he goes in the gym and he pulls up, you know, the workout, Josh is there. Um, yeah. I believe in Josh. And like I said, like, you know, we don't know what the cards hold for the future and when they start bringing in veteran free agents and all that kind of stuff. But like, I think he's going to eventually be a successful NBA player. Yeah, and, and I agree. And that's like I say, I can criticize Coach Silas on this rotation. There's no way Garrison Matthews should have been constantly getting more minutes than Josh Christopher. It's just it made no sense at the time. And I can, like I say, I can criticize Coach Silas for that because that was just a bad mistake. Um, the whole thing with Ty Ty Washington kind of going back and forth, that's not really Coach Silas' decision. I think that's more of a – now it's his decision not to play him. I'll say that. But as far as him going back and forth to the G League, that's 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 a whole front office type of decision. And I have no problem with Ty Ty Washington playing if and full disclosure, I was one of the biggest Dacian Knicks 
people. I can admit, nobody is gonna believe me. I I was (laughs) man. Look, if you want to pour, if you want to pour receipts, like I was. I was going to war with people over Dacian Nix. <laughs> yep. I thought Dacian I can admit when I was I can yeah. admit when I'm wrong and I was wrong on Dacian Nix. And that's that's all I want from people is admit when you were wrong and take ownership of it. I was wrong on Dacian Nix. I expected a lot more than what he's brought. He just has not looked like an NBA player. And I can I can fully admit that now because I mean that's the way you should be as a human being. You should be able to admit when you do something people, wrong. And I was that self-awareness no, and ability they, to do that. But, I, do but, that. but before you finish, I would like to say the last few times he's gotten in, he's looked better. So like he's yeah. 20 years old. Like I, I haven't, he's I haven't completely too, yeah. given up on him. Like, but yeah, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm going to say up to this point, I expected him to be better and he's 20. He has an NBA body. He has, he yeah. can, he's, he's improved his shooting. So like, like, I'm not completely giving up on him, but yeah, like I was really thinking that he was about to come in and like, like I thought that he was going to play a lot better than he played. Yeah. I mean, and saying all what I just said about him not living up to what I expect, I will never discard a 19, 20 year old. I don't care how bad they look. I don't care how horrible they are. Now maybe they end up just not being good players. It's possible, but they're 19, 20 years old. I don't care what 19, 20 year old we're talking about. They're not a finished product. People were, people were discarding Jabari Smith early on in the season. They were saying he was a bust. He was a scrub. Busty Smith, even though Garbage. Yeah, Smith. they already Ricky. made a mistake. They should, they shouldn't even draft him at three. And I mean, I'm just saying, like, look. And I even said at the time, like, look, there's no way you can know what a tw- what he's going to be, and how what type of plays he'll end up being at 19 years old in the NBA. You couldn't even you couldn't even say 19-year-old in, in college and say if he was a senior, like, oh, well, he's horrible and he hasn't been playing as well. He's still a really young player, and it takes time. It takes longer for some people. His role on the team is not like Paulo Bencaro. Bencaro's role is to literally be the main guy on that team. He, is the beat, he has the ball in his hands all the time. He's the one that dictates everything. Jabari Smith's role – he has to fit in around a guy that they already think should have that role in Jalen Green. And that's not easy to do when you were the number one guy in college. Especially when um, they're not running plays for you. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes while it takes you a while to get used to that. And now people are seeing like, wow, he's like, you know, this is what we will see when he when the Rockets are actually a winning team. And Jabari's to me, Jabari's gonna be just as valuable as Paulo on a winning team because he's gonna fit in more. Oh, uh, have, he's going to be able to fit in with any type of team. Not to say that Paulo Becker is not going to be great, because I think he is going to be great. Mm-hmm. But you got to have certain players around Paulo Becker. Um, He's going to be the main guy. You, people are going to fit around him. Jabari is going to be able to fit around anybody that you bring on the team. Can, so, can we talk about the fact that um, like Jabari has opened my eyes with like I didn't expect to see some of the stuff that I saw from him this season. I was like yeah. I was hopeful that we would see it next season. But he's the first, he's the youngest, I would say, I should say, player in the history of the NBA all time to have three consecutive games of at least 20 points and at least 10 rebounds. He, he, he is the like youngest player to ever do that. Like that is an accomplishment. Like wrap your head around that. And this is a guy who is just really scratching the surface of his ability and what he's able to do. And he's breaking records like that. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah, and I, we say all that to say, 
even with Dacia Nix, you never give up on a 20-year-old. You can call him out for not playing well, and he hasn't played well as he should. He's had his moments. I mean, at a time, he was the Rockets' best three-point shooter, believe it or not. Um, but he hasn't lived up to what he did even close in the G League. But to say all that, I won't say that, oh, well, they should just send him to China because I know people love yeah, putting I, up those I've never gone that far. Yeah, um, say that, he's a 20-year-old player that still has time to get better. So at the end of the day, you're never going to hear me say somebody is a bust at 19, 20 years old. I'm just never going to do it because it, it it makes no sense. You're playing with grown men. I mean, you got 25, 26-year-old players that haven't fully developed their game yet. So you expect a 19-year-old, 20-year-old on a bad team to develop their game to a point where they you know look like great NBA players. It's just never going to happen. So we say all that to say – it's hard to stay patient when you've been the worst team th- three years in a row. I understand that, Rockets fan. I mean, as a fan myself, I, I don't show my fandom as much as I used to just because, you know, what I'm trying to do in the media side. But as a fan, I understand people being frustrated. But at the end of the day, you don't want to go overboard with it because then guess what you have to do? You have to start going to cleanse your timeline. <laughs> you have to go start purging a bunch of stuff. And you don't want to have to spend your Saturday nights purging your timeline because Javari Smith has hit a – a game-winning jump shot, um, playing the best basketball of his career, and when you just said that he was a bust for most of the season. So, now, matter of fact, a, I got a kind of uh, a, a word of advice for me. Apology <laughs> form on my timeline. Yes, right I saw now. that. So, like, if you if you go on, uh, I think it's pretty much on everything. If you go on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook yeah. or whatever you want, but yeah, I got a Jabari Smith Jr. apology form. It's all ready for you to sign it. If you were one of the, if you were one of the people calling him Jabriki or Jabusti or Jabaji <laughs> or uh, somebody said they called him Jabuti and I was like, whoa, relax. <laughs> but if you were if, if 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 this applies to you, you can go ahead and sign that. Like send it to me. I'm yeah. gonna put your name in the raffle. You know, yeah. got a prize. Same thing about people that wanted KJ Martin traded. I mean, it's okay to admit that you know that made no sense at all to trade a player that's super efficient and that's on a really friendly contract it's okay to say that that was a dumb thing to say that the Rockets just cut them I've seen some people that actually say cut them when when those comments came out which by the way we never actually heard KJ Martin say those comments that uh he really wanted to be on another team with a bigger role maybe he I'm sure he feels that way but we don't know that for sure but it was people saying cut them and you know we don't need them and blah 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 this and that so all I say is don't go to extremes on your takes because it's really hard to take them back once they kind of proven wrong. And we're seeing that with Jabari Smith. We're starting to see that with the young Rockets. Will we see that in the next game? I guess we'll find out tomorrow because the Rockets have another couple of huge games coming up. I need, I need, them, to lose. I need them to lose tomorrow, <laughs> and I need them to beat the Warriors. And like I said, <laughs> like I said, Maybe it's it maybe fools go. It may be just one of those streaks that every team goes on, and maybe they'll revert back to the losing Rockets. But if they don't, we may not be seeing them lose to the Pelicans. And if they beat the Warriors and go to five straight, I don't know what to say. We may be seeing the Phoenix Suns from ankle ankle lightest. I don't think that's the thing, but we're gonna we're gonna make it into ankle lightest. We got a Hank. <laughs> a, a toenail coming off and you know causing damage. They have to sit out for a couple of games. I don't know. Nah, uh, hey, but if, we, if we go on a five game winning streak, then if I'm gonna say that it's malpractice, I'm gonna look right in the camera. It is malpractice if we go on a five game winning streak and they don't start resting some of these guys. 
We at this point, we do not need to have a Lovey Smith Houston Texans situation. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay right now. Like right now, I'm I'm chilling. I'm still okay because like once we get past like the top um, two or three picks, like four to four to seven, like that don't really move me because I don't know what any of those guys are going to be. They're all kind of like iffy. They all have holes in their games. They all have like these really high upsides. We don't know what they're going to be. So we got to check back on you basically yeah, uh, yeah. after Monday's game is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, check back on me on Monday. Like right now I'm okay. Right now I'm okay. I'm happy for the guys. Hey, if you're on a five-game yeah. winning streak well, and, and, and next time you talk to me, I'm probably going to be uh, speaking a whole different language. <laughs> well, we will see how it goes with the Rockets taking on the Pelicans on Sunday and the Warriors on Monday. We'll see if that winning streak continues. And, of course, coming up we, we will have uh, our own – a Rockets Fuel uh, show on YouTube, and we'll have some of the interviews from Sunday's game. Win, lose, or draw up on there, so make sure you're checking that out. And we appreciate everybody that jumps on every week. I appreciate my co-host, Vader, for joining me, of course, and talking Rockets basketball. And we will definitely be back next week, possibly talking about a 7-8 game win no, streak. No, I don't know. Vader may not Vader may not show up nah, if you have a seven eight game winning streak, but uh, I have nothing good to say. I'm going to uh, get kicked out of the Rockets community because I'm going to be saying all that. But we 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 appreciate everybody that comes out every week and joins us on the Rockets Field podcast. And make sure you check us out, give us some likes, uh, give us your comments. Do you want to see the Rockets continue on that winning streak? We'd definitely like to hear what you have to say. Like I say, I appreciate everybody that joins us every single week, and make sure you join us for our next. Next episode of the Rockets Fuel Podcast. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.